everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. And today we are officially wrapping up our series on the keys to freedom (laughs) that we have been literally on since August. August. So this has been quite a journey that we've been on for the last (laughs) few months. But we're really excited and, and definitely want to focus in on this last key because it's a very important one. Today we're going to focus on the key of maintaining lifelong freedom because something that is really important to us in our residential program Mm -hmm. is that we do not bring our residents in to have this really cool experience for six to eight months and then send them off and be like, good luck, hope it works out for you. You know, we really want to make sure that we have given them a lot of practical tools to take with them as they leave that are going to help them maintain the freedom and the wholeness and the healing that they have found in their time with us. But oh my goodness, for Mm -hmm. all the journey that's still ahead of them to really have these things in place that are going to set them up for lifelong success. And so it's just something that, you know, we make sure that we we really focus on with our residents, but we also want to focus in on as we are teaching the keys to freedom to people outside of our residential program. And I think too, Mel, that the important part is that even everything that we're talking through today, I love the fact that what we do in our homes transitions and translates so well to all of us as Mm -hmm. well. Do you know what I mean? That there's not this divide with what we do in the homes to what we teach in our outreach events or what we do at workshops or what you and I put to work every single day. But the practicality of what we really look at when we're talking about setting up our residents, soon to be graduates, to leave the program is to make sure they have a couple things in place. The first thing, of course, is a place to live, which you may be surprised at how stressful that can actually be for some of our graduates, to make sure we find a place that's really safe for them, that they have a home church that they can connect with, Mm -hmm. that they have accountability in place, which we've talked many, many times on Mercy Talk about how important that is for our graduates but also for every believer in certain seasons of life. And in addition, of course, we really try to talk through, okay, work, school, vision, purpose, what does it look like beyond mercy? And I know for me, working in different residential programs in the past, that was a huge piece that was really missing Mm -hmm. for people. You know, you nailed it, that we have a great program and we work with these girls, but then we just sort of, well, good luck to you. And off they go. And there's nothing that's built around them to make sure they're set up to succeed. And not just in the natural sense of their world, but also just in their relationship with the Lord. And so even just on our talk today, we'll be talking through some of those pieces as well. But really understanding that when we have those practical pieces in place, then there's the security to continue growing Mm -hmm. in our healing and in our relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really think that the key to this one is intentionality. Yeah. I mean, if you look at not just the lives of our residents, but any of us, If we are not intentional about the things that we desire out of our lives, I just feel like they don't happen. Now, granted, I kind of am wired. I'm that person who like if somebody has an idea, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do to make it happen? You know, I'm very much an action plan type person. There are other people who are a little bit more visionary. Mm -hmm. I usually work well with them, although they sometimes frustrate me and I frustrate them. (laughs) It's good to have a balance of both. But I just think that what I have found is that definitely in my own life, I can want something and I can pray for something and I can really desire something for my life. But, you know, if I'm like, man, I just really, I really want to spend more time in the word. I want to be more in the word. I can say that and hope for that. Fine. What is, what is the game plan here? Like you really have to be intentional about it. 
and plan something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, okay, when am I going to set aside? And man, do I need to put it on my calendar times? What am I going to study? What am I going to focus in on? How am I going to read the Bible? I mean, just really being intentional about putting some things in place so that those things that you desire for your life really come to fruition. And, and part of that is really just partnering with the Lord. There is a place that the Lord has in all of this where he is really empowering our decisions and and doing all the things that we can't do for ourselves. But we have a role in it. It's not just like, yeah. Lord, I just really, I really want to be a woman of your word. Can you just make that happen, please? Yeah. And we get to sit back and hope that he'll take care of it. <laughs> we have a role and we have something that we have also been called to do in partnering with him in those things. And so I think when we talk about these principles of lifelong success, mm-hmm. it's talking about what is what is your role in this? Because God is going to come alongside and empower and bless and grow you and do all the things in your heart and in your life that you can't manufacture and do for yourself. Mm-hmm. But what is your role in that process? And so it's really about that intentionality and how important it is for us to really just plan and put practical things in place. And I would add to that too, that I think one of the things I love about even the aftercare process for our graduates when they're still in the program is they start talking about this early on. Mm -hmm. They are not suddenly tied up with a pretty bow and have everything healed and whole and situated, which is not really reality for any of us till we go to heaven. But for them, even in their process, they start talking about their plans at like 30 or 60 days into the program. This is not, okay, you're a month out from graduating. Now let's start Mm -hmm. talking about your plans. They are doing a both and kind of a thing. They're still in their healing process and growing and learning to trust God and learning to trust people. But they're also looking forward to the future, mm-hmm. understanding that this time in this program will come to an end and I need to be intentional now about what that's going to look like. And I love that because I think it's a really good picture for us as well, because I think we can kind of buy the lie that in order for certain things to move forward or for me to get practical or intentional or to get an action plan, I have to have everything situated and figured out and there almost has to be a perfection in my life. I have to have all of these things healed and whole before I'm willing to take intentionality or ownership of these things. And that's just not reality. Often the Lord calls us to a both and kind of a thing where he's like, yes, we're still healing and we're still working on this, but I'm also calling you to new levels in these areas. I'm asking you to be in the word more. I'm asking you to be in prayer. I'm asking you to seek out accountability, whatever it may be. And so that's one other thought I think that comes to mind that I just love about the program is that it's not it's not about okay you have 30 days now let's get your plan in place because you're in a better place Mm -hmm. it really is just kind of that both in place Mm of okay what does life look like and when I have a vision for the future that then propels me to move forward in my healing a lot of the girls if they didn't have that in place it would actually keep them really stuck because I don't know what life is going to look like after mercy so now I'm kind of just (laughs) dragging my feet and not Mm -hmm. moving forward in what I need to and so I think there's even encouragement in that for us as well Mm -hmm. to understand we don't have to be tied up with a pretty bow to really move forward in other areas as we continue to heal and grow. One of the practical pieces that we encourage our residents with and our graduates with is something that we around here call the four stay-ins. And I think that these are really good ones to share because they are just so universal. It literally does not matter how far along the road you are spiritually, how far along the road you are in your journey to freedom and healing. 
if you're a baby Christian, if you're a mature Christian, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. These are important factors of every last person's life who's a believer. And so we just kind of wanted to share all of the four stay-ins right. with our listeners today because I just think that they're helpful for everyone. Mm-hmm. The first one is staying in the word, mm-hmm. as you just mentioned. And I would even add at the beginning of this conversation that working in transitional care with our graduates in the past couple of years, I would always be able to tell when these things weren't in place. Mm-hmm. And we would ask the girls maybe that were calling in that were struggling or having a hard time, well, how are you doing with your four stay-ins? There would kind of be that pause. <laughs> Where we would automatically know, okay, these are not in place. Therefore, you're not as strengthened. You're not as connected with the Lord. But I would also normalize it for him. It's the same for me. If I'm not in the word and I'm not spending that time with the Lord consistently, I see a difference in who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that difference because that says that that actually brings life and hope and direction and correction and all the things that I need. So it's not just for our mercy grads, it's for all of us, but staying in the word is the first one. And it's just being really intentional. It's not about religiosity. It's not about checking it off the list. It's not about, I did my 12 and a half minutes of time in the word today. Now I'm done. It really is going, okay, God, what is, what is the word supposed to play in my life? That role it probably should be on a daily basis to some degree. Mm-hmm. But I often would tell girls too, like when you start to do your Bible reading, it's not about quantity as much as it is about quality. Mm-hmm. And so if you start to read right at the beginning of Matthew is often where I would encourage girls to start right there in those gospels, go hang out with Jesus for a while. If you read two verses and suddenly that jumps out at you, stop right there. Don't just keep reading to read. It really is about mm-hmm. going, okay, what is what is leaping off the page? What is the Lord showing me? What is he encouraging me with? Maybe taking that scripture, writing it on a card and putting it in your car, or putting it on your bathroom mirror, whatever it may be. It's it's not just the, the importance of reading the word. It's the importance of taking the word and putting it to work mm-hmm. in our lives because it talks about the, how the word is living and active. Yeah. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And so it does work in our lives when we give it space to do that. And we don't leave it just to a spiritual discipline that we've now checked off the list. So that's the first one. I don't, I know we've got three other keys to discuss here today, but I do, one of the things that always jumps out at me when we talk about being in the word is just the difference between, you know, you can read the Bible like a newspaper Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like, just like reading some facts and reading some stories, or you can actually read it in a way that you really enter into the story and that you let the Bible read you, you know, honestly. And like, I can read the Bible and I can write down like, oh, here's four great points that I got out of this chapter that I just read, you know, and great, close the journal and I'm moving on. But what if I actually let scripture read me? What if Mm -hmm. I enter into this story and ask the Lord, what is it that you have for me on a very deep heart level? Get vulnerable with the Lord. Because that's when the Bible gets really alive and active Mm -hmm. in your life is when you stop reading it like a bunch of facts and like a newspaper and you really start jumping into it at a deep heart level. And so I think that's just an important distinction between just reading it to read it and really letting it impact you on a deep level. I love that. Letting it read you. Mm. That's really, really Mm -hmm. good. The next one that we like to hit on for our four stay-ins, the first one, of course, is staying in the word. The next one is staying in prayer. And so, of course, those kind of can, of course, go hand in hand. But the prayer one is really hitting on that importance of staying in communication with the Lord, that it's not just a one-way conversation. We talked about that a lot on Mercy Talk. It really is leaving space for the Lord to speak back to us. Mm -hmm. But that includes everything from being grateful and really focusing on all the good stuff that God's doing to help me, Jesus, (laughs) you know, whatever may be going on in that day of 
anything that prayer encompasses really is just that communication with our good father mm-hmm. of Lord. These are the things that, you know, I need to talk with you about, or I need to hear from you on, or I need to have revelation, or I'm just so grateful for Lord. Mm-hmm. It's that constant communication. And that even this is one of those areas that can quickly become part of just my devoted time that I have on my calendar for 12 minutes a day. That's not the heart behind true prayer. If I'm married, which I am, I don't just talk to my husband in a block of time. We're constantly in conversation, even through text or whatever it may be. So it's the same thing in relationship with the Lord. It's Mm -hmm. a continual conversation and communication in the form of prayer that we really continue to grow in and create more space for and just be more intentional. I mean, we've used the word intentional, I feel like 68 times. (laughs) just even in this month of things that we've been talking about, but it really is just being intentional in that prayer time yes. with the Lord. The The next stay in is staying in church or fellowship with other believers and just the importance of being surrounded by people who are of, of like mind, like heart, like spirit, and who can really just walk that road of encouragement mm-hmm. and love for you. And I mean, I know for me personally, this one has been an absolutely vital piece of my mm-hmm. life and in my spiritual growth and and really feeling like I am part of something bigger than me and that these are the people who truly when when life gets hard they come around you these are the people who when you're struggling with something they pray they encourage these are also the people who know about you right. they they know you it's a place to to know others and to be known and also honestly just being in fellowship with other people gives you an opportunity to use your own God-given gifts and passions for things bigger than yourself and for the kingdom and for building up others. And I mean, it's just so clear, it's so clear throughout scripture that we are meant to be part of fellowship with other believers, not only for our own encouragement and growth, but also because we're meant to encourage and love others in the body and just how the body is meant to operate. I mean, I just love when it talks about every piece is important and you really do have a vital place in the body of Christ that only you can fill And so when you are not walking in that place, there is just a big missing gap, I feel Mm -hmm. like, in your life. And so it's it's just another important key. And then the last one is staying in accountability. It's very similar to the one before as far as being in fellowship with other believers, because in that fellowship, you will probably develop some relationships of accountability. I feel like to some degree, no matter what season of life you're in, you need people in your life who know what's going on in your life and actually have the right... And that you will listen to to call you out on some things if needed. Kick you in the butt. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's really necessary for all people. And and if you don't have anybody in your life who you think, you know what, they, they I feel like they have the freedom and they know they have the freedom to call me out on things when needed. If you don't have anybody like that in your mm-hmm. life, then I, it to me, it might be an indicator that you haven't really, you've, you've really got some walls up with people and won't let them into those vulnerable places. And so I just encourage you, you know, to really develop some of those relationships with safe people in your life who, you know, that they're going to love you regardless of the mess that they see when they get close enough, you know, and that they're going to have the courage themselves to be able to, to call out those things maybe when they see them. But then I would also say that there are just very specific seasons of your life when you really are, you know, trying to overcome certain things that you need like some pretty intense accountability around your life. Mm -hmm. People that you're going to be, you know, meeting with on a regular basis. Our residents, when they graduate, they are set up with accountability partners for six months Mm -hmm. um, after they've graduated and they're meeting with them on a regular basis. 
And I, what I've found has been really helpful in those types of relationships for me is that, you know, accountability can get a little bit weird. We've actually done a series at Mercy Talk um, on accountability, but it can get kind of weird if you feel like they're just trying to call me out on all my mistakes. Instead, if you can start that relationship by saying, look, here are the things that I want from my life. Here are the right. things that I'm struggling with. Here are the exact word for word verbatim questions that I would like for you to ask me on a regular basis. And then you've owned that process and they're literally just doing what you've asked them to do. Right. And so there, at no point can it be like, well, stop, you know, like, stop <laughs> just trying to call me out. No, you asked me to ask you these questions, you know. And so I just think those types of relationships are so important. And so th- those that's the four stay ins. And I think, again, we can't say this enough. This is so the heart behind this is not that you would really have these four things that you do in your life so that if you do them and if you can check them off the list, God will bless you. Right. It's because of the fact that what we do day in and day out with our residents in the program is that we are positioning them to have a heart to heart connection with the Lord. And so these are four very practical ways that when they walk out of here, they can continue to have that heart to heart connection with the Lord. If I approach the Bible or I approach church or I approach prayer as a to-do, it is not going to have a heart impact on me. If I go into those things, those saying, I want to encounter you, Jesus, in the word today. I want to encounter you in prayer. I want to encounter you in my fellowship with other believers today. It takes on life yeah. and it really does transform you. And so that is our heart behind the four stay-ins. And I would add to Mel that sometimes we are in seasons where we need a little bit extra. You know, mm-hmm. these are those areas that we just really, I mean, it comes down to the brass tacks. We all need these four things in our in our lives consistently. But then there are those seasons where we move more into a place of healing, perhaps, or we're really in a place of struggle where we need extra accountability. Maybe we need to seek out some counseling. Maybe we need to build in even more of the word and more prayer, whether that's through podcasts or you know, go into some extra church services, mm-hmm. those types of things. And so understanding the the thing that I love about the four stay-ins is that there is that consistency and that reality of the need for every single believer, every single son and daughter to have these things in place. But sometimes we may hit those seasons where like, I need to amp it up in yeah. this area or the next in order to get the revelation or the healing or the truth that I need. And that the Lord is so faithful to go, hey, I need you to look up a podcast on this topic because I want to really speak mm-hmm. to you about this That's in your good. heart, you yeah. know? So I love that as well because it really equips us. And when we're walking in consistency in these things, not only are we kind of able to check off the list of like, as much as I say, don't check off the list, there is sometimes that place of like, how am I doing in these things? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I'm missing? But it also helps us to have a foundation that's set so that when we do need to amp it up in some things, that's not daunting or difficult or hard. It really is just more of intentionality and putting mm-hmm. things in place so that we're able to gain more and glean more for the season that we're in. Absolutely. Well, I think we have officially wrapped I f- up. I feel like we need like noisemakers. I know, we need a celebration. <laughs> Everybody go out and have some ice cream. Yes. Um, we, I, if anybody has been around outreach for very long, they're probably like, man, these people are all about those keys to freedom because <laughs> we talk about them all the time. And we really try in every different outlet that we have through outreach, through our events, through our resources, podcasts, all the social media, different things we're doing. We want to incorporate these keys mm-hmm. because we re- this is the bread and butter to what we do in our residential program. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it's what we believe in the most as far as what we're trying to pass on to people outside of our walls through outreach. And so, man, if you haven't already, if you 
come to a freedom experience event, that is where we are really walking through people experientially through these different right. keys and helping them to know how to activate them in their life. If you come to an empower workshop, you're going to learn as a helper how to help other people walk through these keys. Now, in that process, you always end up getting absolutely unprepared. <laughs> but how do I help somebody walk through forgiveness and renewing mm-hmm. the mind and you know freedom from oppression, those types of things? If you purchase our Ditch the Baggage book um, or study, you're going to be walking through these keys in an even more in-depth way than what Mm -hmm. we've been discussing through Mercy Talk. So there's so many other ways. If you've listened to these podcasts and you're like, hey, these are pretty good. I'd like to dig in a little bit further. I mean, there's so many different outlets for that through outreach. So we just encourage you to check those out. And really, I think the other piece too is just to continue to really seek the Lord from everything that we've talked through. Because there's something to be said about understanding what the keys are, there's a completely different level. And we've been really tried to really think that part through of even a lot of these keys we've talked through have been sort of two weeks because we want people to understand what they are, then practically what to do with them. Because I think so often we can hear sermons or we can know things in our head, but that doesn't mean it's translated to our hearts Mm -hmm. where we know practically how to put this stuff to work. I can know all day long what the definition of forgiveness is, but that does not mean forgiveness is active in my life. It doesn't mean it has place in my heart. And so I think there's also that place too of going, okay, Lord, of all these things I'm learning and, you know, if there is a need to get some of our resources, whatever it may be, Lord, how are you taking me to the next level with these Mm -hmm. things? How do I begin to implement these keys into my life so that I'm able to move forward in freedom and then able to impact other people? Because as we've said over and over and over again, it's never just about us. It's always, always, always about the other people that we Mm -hmm. get to impact and be a part of their lives, which is so cool. I just love, love, love that. And so I would really even say, looking into next week, as much as we've wrapped up the keys, I'm excited about our conversation next week Mm -hmm. because we're really going to be bringing this all back around to what does it mean to really cast vision? What does it mean to really unlock our future in the understanding and basis of these keys being put into place where we're able to get free and we're able to get healed up and we're able to move forward in in fullness from that place, setting a whole new level of vision for our Mm -hmm. lives and the purpose and the call that God has put on our lives. So we hope that you'll catch up with us next week. Absolutely. And just as we sign off today, man, I... I feel like we sometimes forget to remind people of just different ways to connect with us. And so there's lots of different ways. We encourage you that, you know, we are doing a monthly Facebook live outreach video called Refresh. And we're doing that on the first of every month, unless it's on a weekend. Mm -hmm. And then it would be like on the second or third of that month. And so we encourage you to check that out. You can connect with Facebook outreach team. Like we actually have a group set aside just for outreach. We also have our Carrying Freedom blog that we've recently started. So there's lots of different ways to stay connected with us. You can also just join our email list Mm -hmm. for outreach. If you go to mercymultiplied.com and just click on the outreach photo button, whatever you want to call that on the website. (laughs) Icon. Uh, There's the thing where you can say, get outreach updates. You can click on that and you can just put your name and email address in there and you'll be able to stay up to date on everything that we're doing, everything we're releasing. So we just would love to stay connected with you in that way. And we're really excited to jump into the topic of, you know, vision next week. So we definitely hope that you will join us then. Mm -hmm.